things have taken a worldwide turn in the mixed martial arts community, which means it is time for verbal tap. The show that proves fighting way easier from outside of the cage. Whatever the stage, I'll be rhyming all... No, I'm done. It is time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, ESPN Plus is taking over. How you doing? Fine. Fine is... uh, Are you still pissed off about Stephen A. Smith? Yeah, okay. So we don't need him. Let's start with that. Well, no one needs... Stephen A. Smith, except NBA coverage, mostly. It's weird, Kevin, because we want this thing to get bigger and we want people to come in and we want to play nice with them. But I think they have to do us a solid and do their homework and actually look like they want to be there. It was weird. I know the fans did not act well with it. I had requests from people asking me to make fun of him, and I said, don't worry, the internet will. And guess what? It did. Kev, ESPN Plus is an interesting beast because now just the way that you watch events is going to change. Why? So two things that are worth noting here. One of them is that the rest of the card was somewhat public, meaning everything except the main event was. So even it ended with Donald Cowboy Cerrone on ESPN. I will tell you, I was massively confused when I found out the Cejudo Dillashaw fight was online. Yeah. What? What? I thought the. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought the whole point of this was to give. Look, I love watching Cowboy Cerrone fight, but that was the prelims. Why the fuck are the prelims on ESPN and the actual main card at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, which is a massive media market and a massive... Why is that on ESPN Plus? (sighs) Okay, Kev, here's what they wanted to do with this one. Everybody understands that appointment watching, a.k.a. live television, is important. It's key. And so you want to have your premiums, a.k.a. the things that people will pay for, be it cable or pay-per-views, or in this case, digital streaming services, you want to have the goods so that people will pay to see those things. Now, we warned you guys about this years ago. I want to say at least a year and a half ago, if not sooner. We said when the ESPN deal went through, it's going to render Fight Pass useless. Let's put a pin in this part of the conversation and return to it shortly. The point I want to make that is very abundantly clear is they put the ESPN pre-prelims, like the very early ones, the early prelims that they're usually known by, that we see on Fight Pass on ESPN+. Plus. Okay, that's fine. Then they went to television. They drew a 1-4 rating, which for television was very good. Very, very good. That was the biggest rating that the UFC has had since 2013, if that gives you any indication as to how well it did. Okay. 
But the main card went back on ESPN+. And I tried telling people about this. I tried saying this is what's going to happen. This is how it works. People didn't really heed that conversation until they realized that they had to look at their phone and go, how the, wait, how does this app work? Fuck, I'm going to ESPN on my phone. It's the plus one, right? Watch now. Why am I watching volleyball? I don't want to watch this bullshit. So it takes some getting used to. It is very easy to use in the sense that, yes, they are saying this is what's happening right now. But Kev, if you have to do that, and you will for a number of main event cards – it will somewhat render the art of going to see a fight at your local bar very difficult. Yeah, the local bar is not going to be able to put on UFC ESPN+. Plus. They're not going to be streaming it in this particular way. And, Rap, as we spoke, you know what I just did? What? Went over to UFC.com. Uh-huh canceled my fight pass subscription did you really well i'm watching this fight on espn plus i well well they said they said don't worry kev there's in the words of dana white there's so much content coming this year to fight espn fight pass keep that then buy espn plus too yeah will do is there a that's like flow grappling and all of a sudden IBJJF.com backslash flow opens and now you have two <laughs> options and you need both. You definitely do because we're only going to show like Europeans and stuff on this particular account. The weird part about it though, Kevin, is is it's the fact that they made it ESPN a $5 thing you're paying ten dollars for some fights that kind of happen the bulk of this year's programming is on espn plus let's be very clear about that there will be events on the regular espn channel however when we were trying to figure out a place to go watch this we did start with the conversation and i'm fully prepared for this i knew this was how it was going to go down but i had some great training with Jevons and Frosto, and we just kind of wanted to see some fights before we called it a night. But see, Kev, you know I'm a notorious planner, so guess what I had on me? My fucking iPad. So I brought my iPad, and that's how we watched the event at a bar. Do you know why? Because a conversation asking if we can go ahead and watch the event going on to a waitress or a hostess or a host goes as follows. Hey, are you guys showing the UFC fights? Yeah, we're showing them right now. Cool. I noticed that you guys are watching uh, the prelims. These are the ones that just air on ESPN, the channel. Do you have the app? It's called ESPN Plus. Do you mind uh, broadcasting that? It's extra $5 per month. I, I, I would hope that you guys order that. <laughs> no, you're not? You're not doing that? Oh, oh, that's you so don't weird. Have your, I don't know why. Your TV is not internet capable? You just have a cable box hooked up to it? Cool. That was predictable, right? What I wanted to ask was, can I Chromecast it to you? <laughs> I just I just really – I can set this up myself and do it. So to save myself the exhaustion of asking all of that, when we finally got to the place where we were eating, this is how the conversation went with me. 
Hey guys, are you showing the UFC? No, we don't do that's fine. I brought my iPad. Can I get your Wi-Fi? Oh yeah, sure. And having said all that, Kev, I thought, you know, I'm going off their Wi-Fi. If worse comes to worse, I'll go off of my own hotspot plan. It's not a problem. I'll just do that. And I noticed that I had some trouble spotty reception. But then I got notes from our fans that were saying, Raph, how shitty is this reception? I go, well, I, I don't want to blame this establishment's Wi-Fi. I mean, it's kind of hard to do that, to be like, oh, this fucking free Wi-Fi is the pits. Ugh. But if I was getting notes from people at home who were saying, how bad is it, man? I realized, oh, shit, it's not just us. It was everybody. So we put up a survey, Kev. Do you want to know the results to the survey? I really do, because I saw some comments who were like, how is this possible with ESPN? Yeah, I, I, first, I, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't making anything up, because it's weird. So, it did come back. I said, you guys having problems with the stream. We had 41% say definitely. Damn! 59% say nah. Now, granted, that means that two out of every five people was still saying that's problematic. And uh, in television ratings, that's a lot, Kevin. It also sort of insinuates that the platform wasn't prepared for the influx, which to me is already an interesting... Did they... So here is a problem, and you know ESPN, which we're happy to shit on, um, usually, especially when they make mistakes, which isn't that often, but I also love that they had to get back in the Greg Hardy business. They must have been so excited when he left the Dallas Cowboys. It was like, oh, thank God, we no longer have to put him on Monday Night Football. Shit. He's what? He's Now he's fighting MMA and hurting people and uh, doing illegal kicks and looking like a psychopath? Great. That'll be good for content. But what ESPN seems like, they're making a massive mistake. And I believe they're making massive mistakes. So I listen to different sports podcasts. I listen to a good amount of the ringers. I listen to um, some other variants in the sports world. What I frequently notice is that they have no grasp or understanding of MMA. And what I mean when MMA is so roughly there are different tribes, right? You can do standing, which is wrestling, judo. There's transition game, which is, again, sort of that wrestling jujitsu. There's ground game, which is more jujitsu wrestling. There's standing which is a multitude of things, right? Boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. It doesn't even seem like there's that cursory level of understanding amongst the casual sports fan. It does feel like ESPN thinks there is. That they're like, oh, people absolutely know if they follow the Patriots, they love TJ Dillashaw. And it just seems like it's maybe more separate than they even could have anticipated because I saw the graphics. It was like, hey, they sold a ton of ESPN Plus subscriptions. It's like, yeah. Because they had a really good fight, the Sehudo Dillashaw. Not normally what they put on a fight pass fight. So is this the path forward, Raph? Is this what they're going to do now? They're going to have a alluring undercard that has one draw that's public. And then yes. instead of the pay-per-view, it's just this smaller fee to go watch online? Yes, because apparently... Uh, <clears throat> Dana White later in the night was asked how they did and in true Dana form. Man, we blew past expectations. We did. We, we blew it away. You wouldn't believe it. Like, we're by far 
the most popular thing that has ever been on ESPN Plus. Kev, can you name another thing on ESPN Plus? ESPN's fantasy football program that they make you now buy instead of Insider, so you can uh, get the good cheat codes for your normal fantasy mm-hmm. leagues. That nice is it. That is all I can name. I Connecticut like the- women's softball. <laughs> well, I think there was uh, one thing that they said that they outdrew uh, on somewhere, and I go, "Nah, that's not of interest." Kids, it's weird. It is weird, but it is the future because we're supposed to have people do it. But they apparently sold somewhere in the region of 525,000 subscriptions. So, Kev, are you good with math? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I mean, I, I, I know that. I just wanted to ask. If you are wondering, okay, if everybody paid the $5 and if by the time you listen to this podcast, you have not canceled your account. Because they do that thing where they say, you can have seven days of free trial if you give us your credit card right now. If you motherfuckers do not cancel this, and it's possible you might not, that would generate $2.6 million in revenue for one month. Okay. So the question really stands right now is how many of those people are going to stick around? Because – I definitely for sure started thinking of all the different email accounts I have and said, how many times can I do this again? Oh, there's too many events per year. God damn it. So, you know, I like to say that people have a certain amount of disposable income. So you really now you've got to start doing some decisions in your life because flow grappling gives you a deal for a year rather than doing it monthly so that you can usually get the year pass. It's somewhere in the region of what, 130 bucks or something like that, or 160, Kev? So affordable. Yeah. So very, very affordable. So that's them. ESPN, five bucks a month. And um, mind you, that's not, Flow Grappling doesn't offer all of the grappling cards then. Like, then you're hoping it's a Flow Grappling sponsored event, but you get none of the EBIs, you get none of the Kasai's, none of the Polaris, none of the local things so it's just like there's a very specific even flow grappling fight pass and espn they're very much doing the same thing where it's like well fuck which one do i get yep so that's all you know somebody did the math to figure out how much it costs to be a fan per year and that math if you're ordering every pay-per-view all the espn all the fight pass and paying a monthly amount per cable you're in the region of about $2,000 just to be a UFC fan. That's not even for us who are paying for the grappling side. It's crazy. It is. A it's little, insane. It's a little like, oh, and as I, I have the fights going on in the background, by the way. I just want to say, damn, Dillish, I got. Wait, well, before we get there, Raph, before we get to the fights, I want to talk about NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. No, you don't. You know why? Because we're going to do something that they did. Do you know how they did their goddamn commercials? How? They literally, on the fucking screen for their app, it said, this is a commercial. Well? There was no actual commercial. It just said, (laughs) this is a commercial. As if someone forgot to load it or that they only have the rights to doing the commercials for television and maybe forgot the digital rights. But Kevin, it was blank. 
and said, this is a commercial for ESPN+. Plus." There was nothing there. So I thought in that realm, Kev, we should do the most minimalist version for this episode of what our commercial is for our people. Okay, so this is a commercial for NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. But you have to say it for like 10 seconds of just that. Oh, see, I was just going to then be quiet. Be like, the product speaks for itself. Okay. NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Men underwear. That's what I it mean, felt you don't like, have... guys. That's <laughs> what the fucking thing felt like. I like that. North South Jiu-Jitsu underwear, it's great. Yeah. Proven WWW. Not enough people give credit to the WWW. Dot ProvenNutrition.com. Products. You can find the core drink I won't shut up about and all. There's too many words. Of the 100%. Yeah, you're right. I totally. <laughs> ProvenNutrition.com. And this is commercial, and we did it. TJ Dillashaw, I got knocked out. I I saw that there was controversy about the stoppage. I'm going to disagree yeah. with the controversy about the stoppage. That's and, amazing because I was going to ask you, Kevin, can you make the argument it was an early stoppage? I could not because he looked like he was getting the shit knocked out of him, and he didn't look like he was really stopping it. He didn't look consciously stopping it, and... This is one of those moments where I believe his reputation might have preceded him. Mm. I am not talking about the four wins, one loss thing. I'm talking about the pictures of him cutting weight. You think the referees didn't see that? You think the MMA official that called your fight didn't see when you were dilapidated in every possible way? When you weigh 170 pounds and you're cutting to 135, it's insane. When you weigh 175 pounds and you're cutting to 125, it's certifiably insane. I thought he did get finished. I thought the fight seemed to be leading up to that. If I'm going to make to the case, oh, you know, you really have to knock a champion out. It's not enough that they're just indefenselessly getting smacked in the face for two minutes. (laughs) It's about... Pressure and strikes per capita, not quantity, but quality. And it's fake news that uh, he was staggering. I just saw him doing that thing that. I think you're just kind of saying buzzwords. I am just saying buzzwords. Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not making a just, specific argument. I wanted to make sure that no, we were on No, I page. am fresh out of like He was using that Dominic Cruz weird foot thing. So it's hard to tell if he's getting knocked out or he's just moving. There's 30 seconds. There's not much to analyze. Can I, can I uh, take you, over for a split second to say to what I said? Live. I, well, yeah. As, I had to do this several times as I was watching it on the iPad. I had to do that thing where you see if you're watching it real time. So you have to put the cursor all the way to the edge. And people would go, Raph, are we watching live? And I go, of course. Oh, no. There were so many buffering problems. We're like, oh, we're a whole fight behind. Oops. Yikes. So here's what I'm going to tell you about this fight, Kev. Cejudo did very good, imposing, pushes the action as much as there can be pushed in 17 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Well, it's a 34-second fight. So let's say it takes a good 10 seconds to start 
the assault. And the thing that made it a little weird is that somebody in the post presser told DJ, uh, TJ, and I thought this was a little rude, but they said, you know, hey, you know, or no, they told Henry Cejudo, they said, yeah, it did look like he was kind of tripping over himself rather than you hurting him. And uh, Cejudo goes, well, that's not what I think. And he goes, that's just the way I saw it. And he goes, do you fight for a living? So that was weird. Like, I, but I enjoy when people get salty about judgment. Oh, yeah. First of all, those are terribly phrased questions. Like as a press person, it's like that's not how you ask someone who just won. If they There's thought, a lot of like, cringe all over. Yeah, you got to butter him in. It's like, do you feel like he was uh, tripping on himself? Do you feel like you were manufacturing some of that? Because it was a little difficult to tell in the transactions. And then you can hear what the fighter's thoughts are on the transactions. Here's how a professional really should do it. Henry Sudo, what a dominant performance. So dominant that it seemed like you were making him trip without even connecting with him. Would you really like to respond to that? That's just amazing. And then, you know, that's how you really get them to respond. Anyway, so yes, here's the thing. I think it was stopped maybe a smidge early. I don't know that it would have been any different. I do feel, yeah, okay, it's annoying when you're a fan and you want to see somebody really have a definite sort of thing. However, let's be clear, TJ did look a little disoriented. And yes, he was going for that single, but he did get rocked pretty bad. Uh, And that's not to say that he couldn't have recovered or whatever, but – that was the ref making the best case that he could. Dana thought it was stopped early. TJ thought it was stopped early. Surprisingly, Henry Cejudo was like, no, I don't think it was stopped early. I think it was just great. <laughs> so as a fan, it's a little hard to watch that kind of a fight because you know what it reminded me of, Kev? Um, Do you know your UFC history? Do you remember when the UFC premiered on Fox? Do you know what the uh, main event for that card was? Cejudo Dillashaw? No. Damn it. I On tried. Fox, it, it was... <laughs> it I was, was trying to use cues <laughs> from the whole thing. It was UFC on Fox 1. The main event, which, as you'll recall, was the only thing they showed for that two-hour telecast, was Cain Velasquez losing to Junior Dos Santos in one minute's time. So that was the big debut for that television package back in 2011. And yet here we are almost, you know, eight years plus, And we have another real quick, well, that was quick fight. That was quick, though. <sighs> Here's some bad implications I want to get through on this. Number one. So it's kind of weird when they call it early. And I thought the case that you could make was with a wrestler, you definitely saw Cejudo uh, kind of turning that corner and blocking off TJ from gilling up. I think that, you know, as a wrestler, they tend to be very good about that sort of thing. He was peppering him with shots. The accuracy was pretty good. So, okay, I'll give that a little bit of credit. Um, But later in the post presser, you know, they asked Henry, we're like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you see yourself doing? And he goes, yeah, I'll give him a rematch. At 135, boom, bah, because now everybody gets to call their shots. And he's like, well, I'm the champion, so I get to call my shot. A little bit later, TJ goes back, and he's just like, I just – guys, I don't want to cry. And you feel for him. You understand. That's a sucky thing. He's when angry. You feel that you're he's emotional. Yeah, he's you definitely angry. You know when you're starving. 
It's like, how am I going to react? Oh, not great. Got it. But we're both on the same page of, I understand that's a hard moment to really recover from. You haven't probably seen it as many times as you can with distance. You're still in the moment. But there is definitely a moment when he says in the post presser, well, it has to be at 125 again. And I go, does it? I mean, now he is, you know, he won, so he should get to call it. And he goes, no, I mean, you guys don't understand. I I work so hard for that. Me, come on. I deserve another shot at being a champion. And I, that's that was my dream was what he kept saying. Then you get Suhudo who comes out and goes, hey, guys, yeah, well, I think it should be 135 because – I have a dream to be a double champion. And I go, oh, my God. Everybody, shut the fuck up. I don't care. Hey, listen, Cejudo. Bullshit. Yeah. But everybody's saying, like, no, my dream. No, my dream. I had a dream. Well, everybody has a goddamn dream. That's what most people do. Yes, and it is odd that we are recording this on Martin Luther King Day. I understand the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everybody has a dream. (laughs) He was more specific than that. And I I will say, and I don't uh, think Martin Luther King was complaining about not being a double champ. No, no, that wasn't (laughs) your, I believe you're astute there, Raf. He had a slightly deeper goal. So, (laughs) so community wise, I think it is worth not mentioning as frequently as they do tend to be mentioning how it's like, this is my destiny. It's like, well, pick a different destiny. It's like, well, maybe it's like, this is my goal. Goal is great. Short term, long term, good for corporations. Otherwise, I want to give honorable mention to this mm. fight night to the goatee. And we'll get back to some of the other fights, but to the goatee hair combination of Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who gets a lovely round two TKO over mm. Alexander Hernandez, but a round one TKO over all of us with the goatee. Back in the circulation, Raph, what were your thoughts on the goatee? Um, I you know I feel like he can get away with anything he wants. He's one of those people that I just don't care the who, what, where, when, or why. I just say, well, it's Donald Cerrone, and I generally l- like you. So, yeah, okay, you you can do that. It's not my first choice, but I feel like you know what he, he just mm. saw that episode in the office when Ryan mm. comes back. Uh, and Michael saw him before he hired him back to the office and had a goatee, so he has a goatee. Yep. He shows up and Ryan's like, did you grow a goatee after you saw mine? Michael's like, yep, goatee brothers. <laughs> I feel like Cerrone saw that. <laughs> I'm sure he sits around watching The Office a lot. Seems like how he's yeah. in his spare time. You heard all those stories about how he nearly died from watching The Office. I I don't know that to be why he was wearing it. I just was personally offended and thought it was worth mentioning. He looked really good, really calm, really composed. He beat Fighting the shit wise. out of this kid. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, he beat the shit out of this kid who was talking so much trash to him. And I just thought, you know, Alex Hernandez – I know that you wrote this really nice letter about paying respect to Don Cerrone and how he taught you your shortcomings as a fighter. Um, 
I just thought it was really weird that this kid went really heavy on the offense against Donald Cerrone because I just thought, do you just understand that no one's going to like you compared to Donald Cerrone? Because, uh, yeah, some of us are just barely learning who you are, kid. We all like this guy. It's he's a pretty beloved fighter. Who he wore a goatee, and we love him. He can do yeah. anything. Which, by the way, does bring up a good idea. If he's going to keep that goatee, we should really work to get him in a movie where he plays the bad guy that you love. I hope he's in John Wick 3. I guess to tie some things back and forth. Absolutely. So there's that. (laughs) And congratulations because the legend of Donald Cerrone continues. Though, Kev, we should probably talk about this one thing. You know that one time when the UFC said, why don't we give... This dude, uh, like a co-main event slot, who's kind of, you know, maybe not the world's easiest to promote person in the world. Small conviction of some domestic violence charges. Small. Greg Hardy is the Mm co-main event. And I think ended it in a particular Greg Hardy way. Yeah. They threw the yellow flag on a knee. (laughs) And uh, he got red carded, essentially, right? Did I use soccer terms? Uh, I mean, you definitely use the terminology. I mixed. I, I, mixed. I didn't. I should. Yeah. The yellow one was a penalty, and that was that was American football. And then I was like red carded, and that's European football. To and be I fair, Kev, between the referee at uh, the main event and the referees from this weekend of football, I feel like people are in a high level of distrust. So they come to people like us to be very trustworthy. Fuck those refs. Fuck them all. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man. Hey, I don't know. I mean, you know, refs aren't bad. They don't mess up all the time, guys. I'm saying that as somebody who lives in Los Angeles who has no problem. Let me make this case because this is what I said, Kevin, and I want everybody to know. That was was such an MMA body slam out of the end zone. It was fine. It's fine. That was incidental contact. Ball was uncatchable. How could you possibly? Yeah, I hear well, it was incidental to me, so yeah, yeah, I get it. Kev, here's what I really want you to understand about my hatred of the Patriots, and I hope you guys share this. If you're a Patriots fan, shut up, but if you're a normal person, this is for you. I understand that call might seem bad, but I want to bring up something. The Patriots have been favorites of the refs for years they have gotten favorable calls in multitudes. The only way to fight fire is with fire. Ergo, I will take a call that's questionable. And I say to you, that's the team that you want to fight the other team that you Wow, this is one of your best takes. This take this take is uh despite us shitting on their production for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but I want the, I want the people to understand why I'm so mad about this because I saw my team get through and I said, "Listen, it's an LA team. I'm very happy about that." For the sake of the fucking podcast, it would be great if it would be an LA team versus Kevin's team. And I said that would be amazing. We could like 
promote it. We could work our way through it. We'd have promotional packaging to go along with it. And I said, now, Kev, just beat the Patriots. Now, I understand that is a heavy, heavy thing. But I want you to really know that I'm rooting for you so that no matter which one of us won, I would actually be okay. As much as I want L.A. to win, it's a win that the Patriots didn't. So I said it would feel like a scrimmage. Kevin, please win. And then things happened. And, of course, people have a lot of opinions on it. And it's disappointing. But anyway, the Rams are in it. Kevin, I accept you as being a Rams fan now. Uh, you can count me in. <laughs> Especially after that horse shit call where they were like, um, that was roughing the passer. It's like, why? Well, your defender waved really aggressively in his face, and it's in his contract that lar- anything outside of a normal wind is uh, strictly. Do you know how like certain celebrities have writers that sometimes when they're a musician they say you can't look directly into the eyes of the talent? I wonder if Tom Brady has that in his contract, where it's like, did you make eye contact with Tom Brady? You know that you can't do that. You, you know, you can't do that. Mm-mm. There is one funny thing. I do love that they they bring this up every once in a while. But there was uh, the folks who were trying to get the uh, referee telling Tom Brady, "I got your back." Um, comment like this is the stuff that I'm saying to you guys. I understand Saints fans. I really don't have anything against you. My heart breaks because I hate the fact that a season ends because of that sort of a thing. But also. Don't root against us. Remember who the real enemy is. And that is... That's my pitch. That's the fucking Patriots. Yeah. It really is. (laughs) And if you are a Patriots fan and you don't see the problem, you're the problem. Boom. One of many. Anyway, let's get back to Greg Hardy, which is a great way to transition. This is a good back and forth NFL... Yeah, Greg Hardy wins by a legal knee. He hit Alan Crowder on the ground with the knee and got disqualified, which is so exactly how he would end this fight. And I'm going to tie this together because Greg Hardy went back and after the whole thing was said and done, he was very emotional and people were saying, you know, you ask him tough questions and he said, I'm changed, man, and I've, I've had to pay and I've, you guys don't even know what I've been through. And, you know, I know a lot of people were saying – Man, the guy who does all those things that were bad, of course he's going to cheat. Well, I don't cheat. Ask Tom Brady if I cheat. And I said, oh, what? That's where we're at. Okay. And we did. Tom Brady's people had no comment and, <laughs> and refused to be a part well, of it. Tom Brady's people said, did he read his writer? He knows he's not <laughs> supposed to look at him directly in the face. So the, what we're bypassing, though, on this whole story that's really annoying is that this was a garbage fight. Kevin, this was the co-main event for a premiere of a broadcast package, and it felt worse than many of the shows that I see on the local circuit in that weight class. Not just in any weight class, but specifically in that particular weight class. It was sloppy. It was just gross. And the worst part of it all is the fact that at the end of it all – Dana White got on the microphone and said, you know, we learned a lot about Greg Hardy. He's a fighter. Man, took a lot of shots out there. Yeah, we're definitely going to give him another shot. And I thought, is that what we learned? Because what I learned was him plus Alan Crowder 
terrible fight. <laughs> well, I really was disappointed that Dana came away with having a giant amount of respect. I can understand, you know, saying I have respect for the way he was answering these questions or his obvious, uh, you know, problems with facing uh, a terrible situation. But there is a theory, though. And here's where I realized the inexperience was when Allen had his knee on the ground still, I even said this dumb dumb is going to knee him in the face because he doesn't have enough and he need him in the face and this fight's over. All right. <laughs> Good work. Some people say that he was looking for a way out because he was getting pushed throughout that fight. I say I really feel and I think Dana agreed with this as much. He just goes, he just made an inexperienced, you know, mistake. And it's like, but he should not be in the co-main event. Don't put him there because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And that's not a way of getting out of responsibility. Usually co-main event fighters kind of have a thing where they might know something. But anyway. That's what I've got on that fight. It was so bad. Kev, I don't even want you to watch it, but I kind of do. So I'm going to bypass that now. Gregor Gillespie, really solid fight, gets the win, really within seconds of that uh, second round. Joseph Benavides, pretty okay fight in the women's flyweight division. Paige Van Zant. Yeah, uh, PVZ. Rubble for a while, but then her submission uh, came. I don't want to say that uh rachel overreacted in a certain position but you could tell that she wasn't as experienced because there was a split second where she was almost out of an arm bar like not really in trouble and then realized like oh is that an arm bar shit and raf i just got a memo from verbal tap legal we're supposed to mention it was dancing with the stars page van zandt just to add that all right thanks I always forget about that. Thank you for that note. Verbal tap legal. <sighs> Fine. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was what was happening there. Glover Teixeira uh, overcame a really, really tough series of, uh, I think it was like an elbow, like something like a real bad connection early uh, in his round where he was able to circle back and end up winning his fight. So that was essentially what you missed. The other thing to pretty much understand is a little bit earlier in the night we had a retirement, Kev, and those are always the ones that you kind of go, well, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So earlier in the night, we uh, definitely saw Dennis Bermudez, uh, who had uh, decided to retire uh, on the prelims that aired on ESPN+. Plus. Okay. And that was, I mean, that's really it, kids. That was that was the ESPN. It's going to be bumpy. Um, I do like this. I do like the fact that you can take it on the go. I'm that's about as much good as I think I, I like in that. So those of you who maybe are trying to get away from talking to your family members or you get stuck going somewhere, the ESPN Plus, if you have reception, should be very user friendly. It's going to be very interesting to note. Um, how that bandwidth is going to keep up going forward. But keep this in mind, Kev. Maybe the bandwidth won't be as bad because there might be a drop. I'm wondering how much of this. I'm going to make a projection in a minute. So I'm going to let you steer for a little second. But I'm going to make a projection uh, based on how much I think people are going to fall off. Really? Yeah, I'm going to do that right now. I'm in because I I kind of hear you. And 
these fights, like it just still feels like MMA doesn't fall within the traditional sports realm. So it'll be an interesting, but go ahead. What's your prediction? All right. So this is based off a calculation of, we did what? 525, which was the amount of people who added the subscription. Okay. So that's where we got that like 2.6 kind of estimate. So I'm going to go ahead and say that of those 40%, and this is a generous drop-off, 40% do not keep their subscription all the way through. So then let's go ahead and times that by 12 months. I'm thinking, Kev, this will still generate in the neighborhood of about 17, if I'm being honest, million for ESPN. Which is probably a, a good amount, uh, but keep in mind they're paying about 300 mil per year for the distribution rights to the UFC. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know that, that covers it. Definitely gives them a lot that they can do for advertising off of that. If they actually show commercials, <laughs> commercial here. <laughs> Insert commercial. We got to get that sponsor, Rav. Where we just we'll work put it. on it right now. <laughs> you tell Verbal Tap Legal because I don't talk to them. You tell them to draft up a letter that says, "From now on, our insert for commercials are literally just texts that say insert commercial here." North South Jiu Jitsu. Don't worry, they heard it. They're on the right. last speaker, and they don't look happy. <laughs> if I could judge their yeah. look. <laughs> Purple Staff Legal looks like, once again, they feel attacked by half of the show. But that'll be HR's problem on Wednesday. That's fair. Raph, what a week in MMA. We also did a grappling episode, had a great conversation with Mr. Ezra Lyman. Please check out the grappling hour where you can see Raph's lovely shining face doing commentary doing interviews, doing everything that we need from some grappling entertainment. Of course, follow us on all of the social medias. Verbal Tap, if you are enjoying this split, this MMA, this grappling split, just head on over. Give us a little five-star review on iTunes. Let us know. Tell a friend. Keep the pirate ship afloat. Rap, it's time for some shout-outs. Or is there? are you good on uh, UFC coverage this week? There's MMA a little coverage. bit of stuff that we need to... We need to clean up real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's do it before we I don't mean to... before we call it a day. Kev, Both here's really important off. information. Uh, number one, uh, we still haven't talked about how terrible this belt looks. I don't hate the belt. I think the belt looks... <sighs> I mean, I kind of want to make it smaller and ride in a rodeo with it. <laughs> and, or have it see if I can get it to transition me into a transformer, but I mm. enjoy the kind of futuristic take. It's got less of a florally pattern, more of a uh, Ford F two fifty pattern. So here's what I do understand what they're trying to do. Having the UFC part really jump out at you is a noble thing. However, it looks dumb. And you know, the basis of when it looks dumb is when you say, Hey Dana, pose with the belt. And he puts it on and you go, what? No, take that off. No. And you're just a regular guy. This is where I got a little confused though, Kev. 
first of all, everybody had differing opinions on it. Obviously, the Power Rangers takes were money. Congratulations to everybody who made those memes. I did notice one thing because uh, we did make the joke that Henry Cejudo was laughing so hard. He definitely seemed like a used card salesman. And that was funny to me, except for the fact that at one point somebody made the joke where it seemed like he was actually there to sell you the belt. And that wasn't too far from the truth because in the post presser, he was not <laughs> exactly putting over the belt. Cause they go, you're the first person to win that belt. What do you think? And he goes, ah, you know, I mean, yeah, I like it. <sighs> yeah. And I think there was a weirder element, which is they used to get like a bonus or something, uh, when they got a belt, but instead he was saying, uh, that they actually just get a ruby that they put as how many title defenses you have on the belt. What? So he goes, yeah, or he goes, yeah, we used to get like diamonds or some bullshit where he goes, yeah, instead of that, now we just get a ruby that's how many title defenses. So that's cool. I mean, that's not a it's not a raise or a promotion, but that's cool. So thanks, guys, uh, which is a really quick way to duck that under. So there's that. Also, let's not forgive the fact that he killed a fucking snake on stage, which – I understand we can talk about him winning and that's good, but let's not forget that was about as dumb as it gets. So that's another reminder, children. Don't go over your pay grade. If shit talking is not your thing, do not do that sort of stuff. So I just want to remind people of that. Kev, we do have to also clean up two things. Number one, uh, how did the coin do? Because I know how it did. Oh shit! How did the coin do? Let's go Kev? see. Well, first of all, it called Cejudo. It had Hardy wrong. It had Gillespie right. It had Van Zant, Glover, and holy shit! The coin was only wrong on one, Kevin. An illegal knee. It was only wrong on Hardy. And it was trying to tell us something. Mm-hmm. It knew even then, Kev. Dare I say the coin was pitch perfect? The coin beat me handedly. Ouch. Yeah, the coin definitely beat really bad. The coin was like, nope, that was easy. And the coin was able to see that whole thing coming. So good for that one. Um, and there was a, a unfortunate misfire that happened because obviously – you know, there are things that are happening in MMA that I think are of note. Um, you know, it seems like Jose Aldo wants to go ahead and retire. Khabib says that Connor doesn't deserve a rematch and is looking at GSP, who, by the way, was the butt of an accidental post by one Gordon Ryan. And I thought it was important that we get him on the show real quick before we close. Yeah. Because here's the context. Um, Gordon Ryan put up a post really pissed about an Uber driver. And here's the exact quotation. He said, what kind of Uber driver calls a phone number and asks for step-by-step directions? There's a fucking GSP right in your front of your face. Are you kidding me? So here now <laughs> to accidentally mistook. I don't know. So let's ask GSP if he mistook him or if, it was just a typo. Or here now, the star of the new <laughs> Lyft series, Tiny Navigation System, once upon a time, multiweight champion, George's St. Pierre. GSP, you train with Gordon Ryan. Do you also occasionally show up on his dashboard, or was he on some magic mushrooms with this comment? Hello, Kevin. 
Welcome to your destination. Thank you. First of all, turn left now to get Yo. to your microphone. Uh, turn uh, right. This is the left. If you are looking to go to your gym, which, by the way, GSP would recommend. Yes, no? Hey. Also, your destination is very far. GSP does not want to look it up. Um. Okay. Well, how do I get to Seven Eleven, the one that's on Larimer? Do you have? First of all, GSP is offended. You would go to a Seven Eleven. What you need there? You need scratchers. That is the only reason you go to Seven Eleven. No, they have the uh, subs. I like. They have like an Italian sub. It's not terrible. Just... You trust what you eat at the Seven Eleven? No wonder uh, you. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> GSP has learned a lot about Kevin Phillips. Yes, no? Yeah, yes, no. Anyway, champ, what, what can Gordon not spell, or were you actually helping via FaceTime? Uh, common mistake. I often get on a phone call, and I tell Gordon, you are taking entirely wrong direction. What is wrong with you, Ryan Gordon? Ah, oh, man, classic Ryan Gordon. But... Uh, you know, yeah, I'm very helpful. I, I look at maps all the time. It's uh, part of my geeking nature. Well, host of the Boneyard, it doesn't surprise me that you might also dabble in some logistical training. Well, GSP, we appreciate you coming on to, I guess, clarify things. Is that what you did? Um, Is that really what I did? Ish. I'm, I'm looking at the note. The note said GSP coming on to clarify gps comments i guess i feel clarified but that, listen that is the magic that is gsp sometimes i come on and i teach you things and you didn't even know it's uh we all learned a valuable lesson here phillips kevin hey pretty awesome for all of us well now if you'll excuse me yeah. i have to go uh i have to get back on the clock Hey. You know, when you're retired, uh, you have to drive for Uber. It's uh, UFC, Reebok, money, no pay for things. <laughs> Whatever the All job. Right, GSP out, everybody. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> Turn left on first street. GSP. Uh, the only way to get there fast, reliably, and on time. And going to bring back Raf Esparza. Raf, time for some shout outs. We did yeah, it. Yeah, let's do that. We took it we all the way it. across the goal line, which uh, the Patriots <laughs> did multiple times. And thank well, you for D Ford for crossing this line of scrimmage to bring in multiple lines. He should have got a warning, Kevin. Should have been a warning. Should <laughs> a fucking warning. That will do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. Some shout outs. I'll start uh, back. Hey, we got a nice shout out from Eric Coe, the Cobra, who's once put hey. on the show. He said, I really enjoyed the Verbal Tappies. Tonight, and then he proceeded to just keep choking people out. Uh, Therefore, are some he was. We have the fundamentals drilling class prior. So it's a great class by Jubera. Just some good pass work, some takedown work, some awesome. Just four moves, forty-five minutes to, and then we do fifty minutes rolling, forty-five minutes just drill that stuff. Uh, You know, I'm still new because I'm struggling to breathe during. Uh, shout out to Jen from Ohana Yoga. Just crushing it, Raph. Keeping things spiritual and interesting and ranting a lot about our signs. 
Okay. So Sagittarius once again. Oh, so, right, right, right. Got uh got some I got some I got some feedback. And find me on the Ultimate Absolute twenty nineteen. It was great to chat with uh Travis T Money Conley, who hooked us up with our guest for the grappling side this week. Um please tune in and uh listen to me <laughs> do what I do. That'll do it for me, ref. I'm glad you clarified the sign situation because I go, well, I'm going to a pro wrestling event and we usually make signs. Do we have signs on the show? Because I didn't make them. So uh, good. Good, good, good. All right, kids. Uh, who do we have to say thank you to? Well, first and foremost, thank you to Valley Martial Arts Center. The Mac. I will see you guys this week. I also want to give a shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. Allegiant. Uh, good training over that way. I probably should see them tomorrow. And big shout out to the crew from 10th Planet Van Nuys. Uh, like I said, we got some great training before we were watching the fight. So me, Jevons, um, Frosto, trying to get in that last stuff. And I want to tell you guys this. I'm going to Phoenix this weekend. If you are so in town, come say hello. Um, granted, I'm going to be hanging with my friends. They are civilians. Don't judge them. Okay. I might take them to jujitsu, so they might be cool for a split second. If they don't want to do jujitsu, that's okay too. They're just lessers. And we need lessers in our lives as well. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing my good friends uh, this weekend. But if you guys are in town, shoot me places to go train. I'm already made you know, plans to try and get out a few academies. I'm going to do my best. And if I do not get to your academy, please don't hate me. Just know Kev can affirm I'm tons of fun. I enjoy chatting with you and it's not like I don't want to meet you guys. It's just I still have people who are yelling at me last year when I didn't go to train at their academies and I said I'm doing my best guys. So there is that. And um, I feel like there's somebody I'm supposed to shout out but I'm just you know not going to care. I'm going to go and shout out the Kansas City Chiefs because – Kev, they worked really hard. Didn't happen. But, you know, it just tells me that our two teams are bound to play in a Super Bowl very soon. And I don't know when. But I look forward to that because that will be fun. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. It's, well, listen, you're, you think that you're mad. You know that as the producer of the show – I sat there fuming when I realized, nah, we can't promote that. (laughs) Like, you're legit as a fan, angry and disgruntled, whereas the producer in me supersedes the fan. So I was sitting there going, well, this really fucks up my day. I'm not prepared to talk about it in like a five minute yet. Not there yet. We're we're gonna work on it, Kev. We're gonna get through it together. And again, I accept you as a Rams fan, and I feel that with your support, we can maybe cheat our way beyond the cheaters. Verbal tap legal just handed me a notepad that said I was called for roughing the passer just now. I don't know what oh, I did gross. how, but somehow Tom Brady was offended by what I did. Good. That'll do it for us today here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kev. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight.
The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...